One witch is powerful. A coven of witches is unstoppable. Want to go deeper in your craft with the support of your basic witches? Then join our coven on Patreon. We have three tantalizing tiers with ad-free episodes, shout-outs on the pod, monthly card pulls, and girl talk, where you get to connect with us one-on-two. So, are you a basic witch, boss witch, or our best witch? We can't wait to see you in the coven. Hexo, hexo. Basic witches. I mean, we're witches, <laughs> basically. Hey, witches, Leah here. You know, my all time favorite thing to talk about is manifestations, synchronicities, and going for the goals. So, if you're ready to put your feminine energy in the front seat and whoa, manifest some sh- wait, are you really gonna bleep out? Sh- I can't say sh- this is my commercial. Anyway, what are you waiting for? It's canal or never. Join my four-week manifestation course, buy my deck, art, and more by going to www.leahkanauer.com. L-E-A-H-K-N-A-U-E-R.com. Hey, witch, it's Rach. You've really gotten to know me and I want to get to know you. Enroll in my virtual self-love course, learn to fucking love yourself, and we'll connect one-on-one in your complimentary coaching call. Learn to Fly is a crash course that'll heal your entire internal world. It covers inner child work, cord cutting out the bullshit from your life, Marie condoing your mind, and tactical exercises that will teach you how to enjoy being you. Read the stellar reviews and enroll at rachellaforest.com slash learn to fly. Let's get high on self-love, baby. What up, witches? Happy Witchy Wednesday. It's your witch, Leah Knauer. And your witch, Rachel LaForest. You're listening to Basic Witches. And today we've got an amazing creative artist in the studio, Gabriella Rosie. She's so inspiring and cool and funny, and we know you're going to love her as much as we do. Um, we taught. Yeah, what? We, we, well, I was going to say, <laughs> we talked a lot about, like, how to give yourself the space and the permission to create, which I know a lot of you are dying to know. And we talk about flow states, and really the whole episode was a flow state, so you're just going to love listening. But, yeah, before you do that, before you do that, go to our Instagram at Basic Witches and there's a link there to join our Patreon where you will get to see the video of our conversations before they air. Um, and you'll get card readings, which I'm not about to do. And you can, you can also get some Basic Witches merch, which we've been talking so much about creating. That is something that we have created and we love seeing it on your body. <sighs> so keep tagging yes. us. We love seeing it. So fucking um, cool. But yeah, I think let's let's get to these Patreon polls. So first we got Becky. I'm gonna pull an affirmation for you from my deck of hearts. This is your mantra for the day whenever you are listening to this. Mm. Becky baby. I do things before I'm ready. Ooh, Ooh, quote, ready, you know? No one is ever ready. So this is your sign to just take a leap, which so fits this whole conversation. <laughs> yeah. And I know Becky's an artist, so this is like triple synchronistic oh, yeah. for you right now, Becky. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, next we got Ruby. Patreon Ruby. What do we got? Hmm. Mm. Oh my gosh, stalker. I am on my own journey. Wow. I know she needs to hear that too. (laughs) I already know these are spot on. Wow. And this is a reminder to like stop comparing yourself, which again, we talk about in this episode. Mm -hmm. Okay, last one. This is for Venus, your mantra today. Mm. I am growing. Mm. Mm. 
we know she's Love growing it. a business. <laughs> yes. And she's growing. And and all these people are creative, too. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, you're all going to love listening to this. And it is your birthright to create. And it's your right to listen to this and feel good while doing it. And if we made you feel super good, you could make us feel super good by leaving a five-star iTunes review. It really helps us out. So thank you so much for that in advance. And enjoy this awesome conversation with Gabriella Rosie. Fuck yeah. Gabriella. Hello, honeybeans. You, Thank you for having me. Oh, it's such a pleasure. <laughs> we love your art. We love your energy, mm-hmm. your witchiness. I have like so much to say about you and I don't even know where to start. Um, but I thought I would start that actually you were at the Vortex a year ago. Uh, for we wait and so we, I, yeah we've we been have, in the same room yeah but i don't think we met there yeah. though yeah right we didn't actually meet it's like that thing as well where like i've seen so many pictures of people at like vortex fest and like pictures from the day that i'm like was that a real memory or was that <laughs> yeah. my own memory so yeah <laughs> I don't know who I met and who I didn't meet. Right? <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I have this like running thought experiment of like, what if every day I wake up is actually the first day of my existence and all my memories are implanted? You yeah. basically drew Paramore in 51st days then. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> and I do love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. But, but we so- don't know. What's so cool though about like that day is there's so many different people that I've met through Instagram or just like, you know, we were around each other, but it was such a magical fucking day of seeing what is possible. And when women come together and just like the power of sisterhood and just empowering each other, regardless of gender, you know, Mm -hmm. it was just so oh, I'll remember it forever. And I'm yeah. so glad that I met you through that because you have inspired me so much with my art and business and creativity in general. And I can't mm-hmm. wait to talk about that with you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it was definitely like, I mean, it's a year on and like everyone's still like hyping up that day so much, which is such a testament to like yes. how it was. But it was literally like, not even like walking the building, but like walking down the street and seeing like this collection of people who were just like out there doing their shit, like showing the fuck up was like, okay, now I'm like, just somehow got like all of the drugs like into my system. Yes. I was like high as a kite for the entire day, just on like existing. It's Oh, it was so magical from like the get-go for Rachel yes. and I. First of all, like we pull up, we see this long line of everyone's wearing colorful sequins. sparkles, like sequins galore. <laughs> and of course it's Gala Darling. Like, of course everyone's in, in sequins. <laughs> but then we ran into friends of Gala's like in the alleyway. And like, wow. we sat with them the whole time, like held their dog. And it was just so synchronistic the entire fucking day. Yeah. It really shows like it was huge like proof to me and it just shows that like how good and how powerful the internet can be and as a mm-hmm. way to connect with people because yeah. exactly how you said like the connections that's followed on from that are like the network of people that it's created has just mm-hmm. expanded way beyond I think even anything that Gala could have like dreamt up in like hair yeah, while this yeah. as well which is like that's the power of all people coming together putting their energies together and just yeah throwing them in a massive soup and we're all just gorging on it yeah because it's everyone showing up for themselves and then ultimately like we're lifting each other up because we're showing up for ourselves Mm -hmm. together Mm -hmm. I'm trying to focus more and more on that and we talk about it on the show a lot but like the micro changes you can make that ripple out because like you said gala couldn't have known that a year Mm -hmm. later we'd be connecting and it's like the ripple effect Mm -hmm. of your influence really what you can what you can affect change in Mm -hmm. really and it's like we never know what one thing even though it can feel like super selfish to create things initially for ourselves especially when you're on like a much smaller scale and you're still figuring out what you're doing um just bringing it back to like creating in general but like you don't know what something's going to turn out for yourself and what evolution it's going to bring out in yourself let alone the people who are going to have the opportunity to interact with it and the Mm -hmm. evolution to 
out in them. Like yes. we literally, it's just our job to listen to the clues and act on them and not even worry about like, is this meaningful in the universe? Mm. Uh, is this gonna like have a positive impact? Is this what I should be doing? Like just make the shit that you feel yes. most excited about and most drawn to create. Cause yes. that is what's gonna have that ripple. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I was thinking about that before too. We recorded this, like your ripple effect specifically that you've had on me because you inspired me to make my deck. And then since I made my deck, I've had people tell me that me creating art has inspired them to make art. Literally this yes. shirt that I'm hundred percent. Right the shirt that I'm wearing right now was sent to Rachel and I from someone who told me that she's inspired by my creation. And I feel like that's like, due to you, which I'm sure you're inspired by someone else. And that's the power and the magic of creativity and inspiration. Wait, that's so crazy because I'm wearing Lana Del Rey on my shirt and she's a huge (laughs) influence and inspiration to me because I do montage erotic videos and like, I just create beauty that feels good to me. And then it makes other people feel good. And like with my OnlyFans, a lot of women creators have been inspired to get their own. Like, Yes, witches. Yes, witches. (laughs) It is the thing. It's like show up in like your highest power, which we're all figuring out on a daily basis. Like, I don't know what the fuck that's going to look like today, but I'm excited to find out. But like show up (laughs) in that space every single day. And like, you don't know, even like you ever like, you bump into someone at a coffee shop and they're just like, they're just the coolest person ever. And like you fall in love with them and you're like, that girl is like on some shit. And you're just inspired mm-hmm. to like live life a little bit bouncier that day. Like yeah. it doesn't even have to be like someone that you particularly like follow and you're drawn to their work, but just people showing up in their most like vibrant enthusiasm is like just it spreads. It's like enthusiasm oh. is the virus that we fucking need in this. Yes, <laughs> aliveness. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh, because like people who are who are living pleasure are like mo- you're like moths to a flame like that person you're describing in the coffee shop is somebody who's alive because they're turned mm-hmm. on not just sexually but erotically and pleasure like mm-hmm. i'm 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 realizing i'm a pleasure activist and i'm like i feel uh-huh. like you are too like have you read um i'm sure i've read the book pleasure activism i'm reading it right now yes. yeah oh my god i'm so obsessed with everything Ev- about the book like every I- sentence <laughs> it's like Every sentence I'm shaking and nodding my head because I'm like, this is everything I've ever thought. And it's put into words like this is what I believe. Yeah, I literally I think I'm reading it again for the second time now. And I was reading it on the beach the other day and I was just like, why are we doing anything else apart from just like (laughs) finding all of the deliciousness in every minute? And I was like going, I was like in my head and like feeling anxious about this shit that like doesn't even I don't even remember it now which yeah, yeah, is yeah. hilarious but then, yeah I'm reading this book on the beach and like what the fuck do I have to complain about like yeah I can go home now and just make art and play and like exist in my own little world and like play Miley Cyrus full blast yes I have nothing to complain about this is so so delicious it's yeah yes delicious like how she describes in the book seeking that orgasmic yes and like weeding out the things in your life that are not an orgasmic yes mm. like totally and, and and how sorry oh, I was just like even like the power I was thinking about this yesterday so a lot of the time we put so much power onto like what feels delicious into our in our lives to things that are like external to us which can mm-hmm. be like a lot of the time it's like relationships and like this person makes me feel so good and like because I have this thing it makes me feel so good but coming back to the fact that it's like well we feel good because of like our experience in like this weird meat suit that we have. And like, we're creating all of those good feelings within ourselves. So it's like, they didn't make you feel good. Like your experience of that person made you feel good and like added to that. And I think for me personally, it's so easy for me to understand that when it comes to being in this creative place, like it's easy for me to distance myself to be like, these like colors and these like paints and making this thing and having like success in different ways with it. That's not even the thing that makes me feel good. It's like being present in the process of creating it and me just Mm. being able to have that experience of being very 
human and alive right now to play Mm -hmm. with these ideas that is like Mm -hmm. the crack rock for me yes (laughs) the crack rock (laughs) (laughs) actually i gave rachel your sticker that says creativity is the opposite of productivity yes Mm -hmm. it's one of my favorites and it makes total sense except it's not it's not taught usually but it makes total sense yeah, well, it's the antithesis of like the whole capitalist society that we live in, that which is probably can be traced back to like why art isn't seen as like a real job and that you need to make something sensible and all of those fun stories that we're told. Yeah. Um, which just keep us fucking caged and like locked oh. in so much. Mm-hmm. Like they resonate so, so deep through every part of society that people are literally grow up afraid to be vulnerable and like create something and share something that's like exist truly like that's the biggest like block and fear that i see come up with people of them just being like i made this thing but i'm scared to put it online and like do anything with it how did you get through that because i'm sure it was a process yeah i mean I feel like I always was just addicted to the internet or like, I don't want to say addicted, but like in love with the internet. Um, so like, I was like, had like Tumblr blogs and like Pixar blogs. Sorry, my dog's in a hole. Um, <laughs> okay. Like always like, Ronnie, come here. <laughs> was always like, sorry. So yeah, I feel like I was just always taking advantage of like having this place to show up and share things and it just being free and available and a way to like connect with other people that I think I thought I saw that as more exciting than I did see the scariness to it. So it's like the exciting part of it way outweighed like, oh, this is a bit like, can I take up my space? It was like, well, let's just play here. Like, it's just just fun. Yes. I'm in the process of building my own new site. I've always had like a profile site, um, but now I'm making like basically a platform because I got off social media. Um, so I, I'm, I, I need a space to put what I create because it's been, I've been longing. Like in the couple months that I've been off social media, it's like a little depressing to not get to share what I've been making. So I'm trying to create a space that feels safer to me because I am sensitive to that, the negative side. Like I didn't have, I never fell in love with it the way you did. I've always Mm. felt um, like, I've never felt addicted. I've never felt the good dopamine of social media Mm. and stuff. I've never felt that side. So, and that could just be just who I am or my experiences, but I am trying to take the good parts that you said. And I specifically say on my site, like, this is like IG, but it's not PG. And, (laughs) and um, we're going to take like the meeting people and the sharing art. Speaking of art, I'm like covered in ink right now. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Like a little kid. Um, And then we're going to leave behind like the judgment side. And Mm. yeah, I'm just trying to really curate a really safe shell. Mm. I think it's definitely like so much of it is to do with yeah, like your experience online and like personality based and how yeah. easy it is for people to let shit slide off the back and that how some feel like sticky to people. Um, it's not a situation of like, just post up and get over it. Like that doesn't apply to everybody. In right. The same way that nothing applies to everybody. Right. Um, but then, yeah, like you're, you having that ability and you having that, idea to create your own space where like okay well how how can I make something that fits how I want to show up and how I want to share because you're still seeing the value in like sharing something and having it interact with other people is a huge component of the creative process that we we just can't overlook it like oh yeah a way to be scared in a good way that feels Mm -hmm. safe still but Uh like I remember my, I, w- I got a degree in studio art, which means nothing, but I went to college <laughs> for art. And I remember like, it always stuck with me what this professor said of like, wh- so the reason so many art students from college don't become artists is because they lose the critique because every week we got to present our work and get it critiqued. And that sharing of the work and getting feedback is essential to the art if it lives Mm. nowhere it's not satisfying yes 
Oof, yeah, I guess so. that comes back to like people that interacting, like you're building a network about the thing that you create. You're seeing right. the people interact with it. You're seeing the impacts that it has and the value that it has in other people's eyes. Like mm-hmm. I think always the value of like the reason you create it should always be within yourself and yes. like self-serving in a way, but mm-hmm. like we're social people, like we want to make things that like so much of the point of wanting to create something is like, I have this feeling and I want other people to like see Feel it. And it. Like, how can I put all of this internal stuff into something that's external and like show it to people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. Reminds me of the Christopher McCandless from Into the Wild quote, um, happiness is only real when shared. I literally oh, said that before this call. Oh my gosh. Really? To my partner. I yeah. love that quote. Because yeah, it's real. Like and same, I feel the same about sharing my art. If I have so much art just sitting around my place. It's like, I just want it out. I want someone else to appreciate it. I'm done looking at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed back to social media, I noticed a huge shift for me when I started following people and like ideas that actually inspired me and unfollowed anyone that made me feel less than. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah huge mm-hmm. Ooh, let's talk about comparing because this has been coming up a lot with listeners and with us um mm-hmm. like how do you deal Gabriella yeah I'm a big fan of unfollowing people when like it doesn't feel exactly like Leah just said when it doesn't feel like an inspiring thing when you don't see their posts and you're like it just makes you happy or it makes you inspired to create something in your way as soon as it shifts to a place of like fuck, like, why couldn't I do that? Or like, I wish my work looked more like that. It's like, okay, we've switched to like, this is mm-hmm. not like productive at all. Even though like creativity is the opposite of productivity, but like, it's not productive to like, just feeling good and mm-hmm. feeling excited about what you're doing. So it's not helpful. Very, exactly. Yeah. Like being yeah. quick to unfollow people and not have so many just not have so many influences anyway. Like not, even if like not scrolling through as much, not like having your brain like sucking up so much stuff and so much information. Instead, like I literally spend hours just like walking around my house, like thinking to myself (laughs) (laughs) with my own ideas where I'm not, where like, I'll just sit with a notebook and write out my thoughts and write out what I want something to look like or feel like Mm -hmm. without being so quick to like, okay, let me make a Pinterest board about this and let me see what other people and like, what color palettes do people seem to enjoy? Like, fuck all of that. Mm. It has to be like created from a place that is internal and is like already the amalgamation of all of these things we've soaked up for our lives, but Mm. is more more to like, our thought process not just okay what's happening on Instagram within like the last hour (laughs) yeah it sounds like more authentic and intuitive yeah for sure yeah Mm. like people there's too much information that's being like churned out and it's especially if like you're I guess in the early stages of like making a space and figuring out your style which we're probably all always doing anyway like Mm -hmm. people are mainly going to be showing like yeah the highlight reel but also like I have this completed product whereas we're seeing like the fucking mess of it like (laughs) behind the scenes ideas that didn't work like the frustration of like trying to figure out the back end of websites we're seeing all of the mess and then we're seeing somebody like just have this shiny product to share and it's like sick man yes (laughs) such a good point I'm literally like on that site build I I I went in one direction and I'm a I'm going to now go in a different direction. And I'm like, my biggest thing has been um, releasing any timeline pressure because Mm. I want to do it the way I want. And I'm glad that I figured out the way I was going actually isn't it. And I'm switching and it's like, but the, but the hurdle for me to get over was for some reason, this imaginary time pressure I was applying of like getting it done quicker. And it's like, why I keep, I keep questioning now. Why, why do, why do, do you find that with your art that you add a timeline pressure sometimes mm. accidentally? Yeah. I mean, I think time is like a funny thing to play with because it can be really good 
as like a tool when it feels exciting and it's like, okay, how can I get this thing figured out and like out into the world by this day? Yeah. But that is very specifically like when I guess you're in that energy of like feeling really high and feeling really like into a project, it can be good to be like, I'm not doing anything for the next three days apart from playing with this and like imagine myself within this thing. It's mm. funny you said three days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how I did my first part of my build. I blocked out three days in my calendar and I told people my phone will be off. You won't be able to reach me. I locked myself in and built it. Like, yeah. yeah. Like it can be really good when you like allowing yourself that immersive experience and creating that mm -hmm. space for yourself, I guess. But then the, yeah, I guess the negative side is the pressure to like, okay, you have to then show it to the world or it has to be a certain way by that time. I guess the time frame would more so be like, you are just in this project within this time and there's no necessary like outcome by the end of it. Yeah. It can be like the three days you could still be, you have to give yourself the permission like at the end of this determined three days mm -hmm. to still possibly not have an idea of what like yeah. what your websites look like yeah still, well I still don't know but like that was a really fun three days yes, <laughs> yes. you know what I think I think they talk about that in pleasure activism I think she says something about like creativity is riding the commitment and the detachment like being yeah. okay with the flexibility but still being determined mm. I Did think you we need that did you read Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic? Mm. No, I haven't. Leah, you have? I think I have. Yeah, you need to add that one to your list. Like, okay. it's so good. But she talks about, like, her writing process, and she's like, my job as the writer isn't, like, to necessarily, like, do the work or have the great ideas. Like, my job is just to sit down at my desk to write. And, like, as long as I've done that every day, like, I've done my work. I've yeah. shown up. <laughs> and it's yes. just kind of this really freeing thing uh, that just relieves the pressure and it makes your job really simple like mm -hmm. just shut the fuck up and then if the ideas come they come and if not then it's like tomorrow maybe they'll come tomorrow yeah <laughs> i forget if it was big magic that i was reading maybe you can tell me gabriella but there was a quote that i've heard somewhere that was like creativity is like um a fairy that just like comes and visits everyone and when an idea comes to you it'll go to someone else if you oh, don't yeah. like snatch it up. Is that from Big I've Magic? I've heard that, I forget what that was it from. Is, yeah, she talks about it as, I think she calls it a genius. Like we have a genius, which is the thing that like grabs onto the ideas. And then she's got this really cool story of like, she had an idea for a book and she let it go. And then somebody yes. else like at the same time found the idea and wrote the book and made it. And I don't know how much like I personally like believe into like the logistics of that I think I'm a little bit too like earthy and grounded to yeah. go <laughs> but like I think we can have these stories and we can use these tools to just give ourselves like some relief of being like you don't have to control every single element mm -hmm. um which is a lot of yeah. a lot that this is the complicatedness that I come to just to derail the conversation entirely. yeah yeah talking about like magic and manifesting and mm. I think especially understand like understanding privilege and things around that a lot of it for me is just being like well thinking in these ways believing that like the universe has my back believing that shit's gonna work out like just feels good and feels like a relief for me personally like I don't have to answer for everybody's experience in it mm -hmm. it doesn't have to apply to like every single person and explain the fucking mess of the reality of this world. It's like, does this feel good? Mm -hmm. Does this train of thought make you feel more empowered in your life and in your work? And it's not hurting anybody. If anything, it's just like making things a bit more beautiful. Yeah. Yes. Um, my happiness is good for the world. That's, yeah. that's the concept you're talking about. Yeah. Like just letting not, not creating your own suffering to, you know, try to relate to someone else's, but actually being this light to inspire someone else's light. Yeah, because then like it what can feels good. Like yeah. martyrdom, where it's like, okay, well, if everybody doesn't have this, then like I shouldn't have it and right, I shouldn't right. feel this way. And it's like, well, actually, like you showing up to life like happy is like gonna have that snowball effect of making other people like more happy and inspired and have joy as well. So, like, 
let's just concentrate on (laughs) feeling as good as we can feel regardless of any circumstances and like how can we snowball that how can we inspire other people Mm -hmm. Mm. wow so when did you start making art and when did you start really selling your art what was that journey like yeah so I as I was saying earlier like I always had like websites and blogs and like played around in that space and it was just like me wearing like weird outfits and making like weird things and like sharing them (laughs) with people around the world as you do um and I think I must have been like maybe like 17 or 18 and I opened an Etsy shop it was called Pixie and Pixie after my dog and Dumb and Dumber, which was like my favorite movie forever, obviously. And I made like (laughs) I made like all of these jewelries of like movie characters and just like all this pop culture stuff that I was obsessed with, and like clothes out of like Sesame Street bed sheets and all of this like just weird stuff. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so I feel like I saw the opportunity to like, oh, you can just like. I can open a shop on like Etsy on this website where I'm like buying stuff. So like I can do it as well. Mm-hmm. And I can just make the things that I want to make and send them out. Like it all seemed very like accessible to me. Like it seemed pretty simple. Like I feel like I was just someone who figuring out the internet and stuff was kind of like, oh, okay. Like we'll just click these buttons and we'll post this thing and then we'll sell it. And it got, I think because I I wasn't afraid of it, it just like allowed me to just dive into it without being like, is my stuff good enough? Like I was kind of just adding one thing and adding one thing and then it did grow a lot bigger. Um, And kind of from there, yeah, it was like, I was studying full time and like working and having like an online shop and like spending all of my days just like cutting up Barbie doll limbs and like making weird necklaces and like doing no uni work. Like I never went to uni, I had no idea how I have a degree. <laughs> like, I think that showed me that was like, shit, like I'm always gonna be obsessed with this stuff. And then, yes, yeah, so I feel like I always had jobs and always did these things and sold things online and made things. But I for sure had that fear of being like, okay, but this can work as like my legit, like full-time job. Like that was like Mm. always, always the dream. Like having the dream to be an artist and just be like, I can create whatever I want to create. And that's my job because I said it is like, that was the dream that I don't know whether mm. I got the audacity to dream that. <laughs> <Glad you did. laughs> um, but then it was just like, I still like can see the clues. And I think having the internet and seeing people who you could just message and talk to and you could see that they were real people and they were doing big shit and making mm. things happen as well was like, well, they're just a regular human being as well. Like, they're not like Paris Hilton. They're just like a, a human and they've like, they're living the shit. They're living their dreams. So like, maybe I can figure it out as well. Um, and that was still like a 10 year period of me, like having jobs, quitting jobs, like trying things, making new projects. Um, yeah. And I think it got to the point about, when was it? Two, maybe three years ago now where I'd had jobs that were like probably like really good ideal jobs for me like where it kind of couldn't have been I couldn't see I could see like getting paid more and getting promotions and building up that way but like the job itself the day-to-day of the job is probably going to stay the same and it's probably pretty good right now and I still fucking hate it Mm -hmm. that I like well, where's this going to go? Like, am I going to do this forever and not like allow myself to be like, well, I'm just going to make this art thing happen because clearly no other option is ever going to feel good. Right. And it's that commitment to being like, well, I have to, I have to make it, it work because I don't, I refuse to like settle for just something that doesn't make me feel good every day. That is the same fucking journey I've been on with like, let's see, uh, time is weird with the pandemic, (laughs) but some, some time in the past, in the non-linear past of existence, um, I, I quit my last day job that was 
kind of like you said, you know, it, it would have been fine. It would have like paid the bills. And I chose the, the scarier route for me of like not knowing where the money's going to come from exactly, but refusing, you know, it was like after I went through an assault and it was like a major trauma and, and that like seeing that life or death moment, um, made me, made my bullshit meter really high. And that's when, like, after that, I decided I would rather run this ship into the ground of the creative route, you know, and run out of money or whatever it takes, die as my brain tries to tell me is what will happen. Um, then I would sell my soul to like something that doesn't feel right anymore. It just became like, not a choice. Like I have to do it this way. Mm. Um, Although it is still scary. Yeah. It do, it's, it does still get pretty scary. Like, cause it's so, no one, no one forged this path for us. There's no ladder to climb. There's no degree. Like my degree doesn't even matter. I have an art degree. It doesn't <laughs> matter to my art career. Like, you know? Yeah. It's fucking scary. Do you know that um, Jim Carrey quote where he's talking about his dad, where his dad wanted to be a comedian. <laughs> We're talking about this on the last episode, yes. I'm obsessed. He like became a, what was it, like an accountant instead. And it's like, you can fail at doing the thing that you don't want to do. So you might as well do the thing that you want to do. Like Mm -hmm. that is the biggest truth of all time. Yes. Yes. It's ridiculous. It's so worth the risk of like not knowing what the fuck you're doing. And like to be so honest about it as well, like, we are still pretty privileged. Like as much as the fear is real and like not knowing the fuck, like how I was going to make it happen. It's still like, well, we know we have resources that we're going to be safe in the end. Yes. I think acknowledging that like on a bigger scale, but just on a personal scale of being like, well, it's not going to be the worst. Like you're yes. probably yes. not going to die if I like try and make art living. Like, right, exactly. <laughs> it's going to be like, it's going to be okay. Like there yes, are always yes. back, like you can always get a job again. That's the thing. Like right. it's okay. Yeah. That's a big thing for me as well. What I think pissed me off in myself for so long, but I think was a big thing that helped me make it happen was I was never afraid to go back and get a job when I didn't know how to pay my bills. Mm-hmm. I was never afraid to like work at a restaurant again or like work in an office or whatever, whatever it was at the time. It was like, basically I just had no pride. <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, that's good. Yeah. I'll do it. We're making it happen eventually. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know the timeline, but it's going to happen was mm-hmm. like a big personal relief. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, something that was so valuable that I learned from your art and money course was like just showing the process, not judging yourself and putting shit out there. And I noticed a huge difference in the reaction to my art when I was like letting people behind the curtain, mm-hmm. so to speak, and like really telling them about my art, why I'm making it, why it inspires me. Like, and they see a canvas starts like not looking good. I usually hate my paintings for the like 80% of the process. Oh yeah, it's it's messy. And it's it's so scary to show that to people because I'm like, oh, oh, it's not done yet. Like, don't judge it. But, but you taught me to like not judge their judgment. Like I'm creating the art. I know when it's done and like, yeah, yeah. So thank you. Yeah. Like that, I think that's a big power of like creatives, like, if you, I think probably everybody's creative, but still like, we don't know how other people's brains work. We don't know how people create. And that is like the most interesting thing to see into someone's like creative project. Like anytime there's like lyrics of Kanye West, like figuring out like how he wrote his songs. Like I'm staring at that picture for ages. Just, I don't even know what I'm trying to see in it, but like just seeing someone's process of how they've created something, how they've like, mashed an album together I always think like imagine if like Andy Warhol had Instagram and we could see like his process through things or just fucking anyone like having that is kind of the power of social media that we can show up and share as much as we want and as much detail and intricacies that ultimately Mm. like that 
proves to people and shows people the value in what you create. Mm -hmm. So people wouldn't necessarily know like the final product of one of your paintings. They might not understand like the process of what it is to actually create that thing. So you're mm -hmm. like, I'm gonna fucking show you why my art is so valuable. So you can see how much time, how much work, yeah. how much just figuring out and my own growth has gone into this thing. And then you're gonna be like, oh shit, this thing's like pure gold. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why I love Project Runway. That's always been like my favorite show <laughs> <laughs> because watching them create is so awesome. Mm -hmm. Watching creation. Yeah, it makes something so- Ron agrees. <laughs> She's awful. Um, but yeah, like when we go into a shop and like buy a dress or something, we don't see like somebody dreaming it up and creating it. And that's so much of the value that we see when of like why we buy designer clothes more so than not designer clothes because you understand someone's like vision and creative process you understand like what they're trying to say with a dress what is the most common um what's the word i'm looking for like concern i guess that people come to you with like in your dms oh for sure like showing up and sharing things mm. bar none because of the vulnerability yeah just being like i don't oh. Like, how do I show up and share things? Like my audience isn't big enough for me to even start sharing things. Mm. I'm like, that's how your audience gets big. Like right. when you do the thing, that's how it happens. Right, um, right. Of people being afraid of what people they know in real life will think of them taking up space. Just, yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to like that fear of taking up space and being like, I deserve to be seen, which a lot of it can be stemmed back to like women in society as well of like being afraid to take up space and not being allowed to take up space, the history yep. of that. Um, and you see it so, so much in, yeah, people who might be creating things, but don't know what to do with it then, like feel like, so stagnant in making a thing and then saying i have made this thing <laughs> like yeah. here yeah. It is. why wow. is it so vulnerable like i know why but it's still like i think it is by it. design like vulnerable like it is like we just, just the way that that's why we create things because as, as it can go from something that's like super deep and personal we might create something that's like on our healing journey that's about a traumatic event or it might just be something that's like a funny thing or whatever it might like anywhere on that scale it's still something that's personal that's us that's us sharing ourselves with other people and and showing them and being like like me basically yeah. <laughs> like the thing I've created like it is vulnerable and it will always be vulnerable and I think if we embrace that and we see that that is actually why we want to create things and why we want to share things because we want to show people ourselves we want to be seen mm -hmm. and then we're like okay that's the thing I'm doing so that's why I feel scared that's why I feel vulnerable because that's yes. what I'm doing mm -hmm. instead it's like people aren't necessarily like used to that so then it can become oh my god this is too vulnerable like I don't want to show up I don't want to share it so we just have to lean into that space of being like, mm. it's always going to be vulnerable. Yeah. Do you feel that it gets easier or is it kind of just cyclical where it's always I repeating? Think, yeah, I think it can get easier just because you get Practice. used to Yeah, like you get used to being vulnerable. But then at the same point, it can be that thing where you are then also like stretching yourself to be like, how can I show more? How can I get deeper? How can I... <laughs> in this so it's just kind of like the roller coaster continues <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm just laughing about my like my highest paid painting I've ever had was like one that I I painted it with my naked body and I filmed the process of painting it and like we were talking about earlier showing the process like the whole painting was about the process the, it yeah. wasn't even it was like it was literally not even on the nicest materials. It wasn't even on canvas. Like it was on paper taped together. <laughs> and it was my highest selling thing because it was about the process of how I painted with my body. And that was mm. very vulnerable, obviously. I think mm -hmm. I'm a little bit like, 
a vulnerability junkie actually. And I think for me, it has gotten easier. It's been like, it's been like a no fucks given journey of going in the extreme opposite of my upbringing of Catholic shame and guilt to mm-hmm. really go diving headfirst into vulnerability. Yeah. Like and that's using, like using the vulnerability as like one of your creative tools as well. Yeah. 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 Which is like a lot of, that's why we can be so attracted to like music and like the art that people create because it is vulnerable. Because yeah. it, is, it makes us feel shit. Like that's why we want it. Like we're literally reached to artists to be like, make me feel shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. make me feel. <laughs> yeah, like over like the last year of so many places being in like lockdown, the thing that people have relied on so much to, to allow them to feel is like the art that people have created. Yeah. So that kind of comes back to society overarchingly like not valuing art, but then also like leaning on art the heaviest. Yeah. hundred thousand percent. Yes. You Meanwhile, so art is being like cut from school budgets. It's like, it, what? For, for so long, for so many years it has so been. Places. Yeah, in the UK, they had like a huge like campaign because they had so many budget cuts around the arts and they had like a huge campaign of being like, maybe you shouldn't be a ballerina. Maybe you should be an accountant. And people are just like, what the fuck are you talking what about? The- <laughs> <laughs> and also, what do ballerinas like, ever do to you? Yeah, no, like let her be a ballerina, dude. <laughs> and then at the same time, it's like, this is the things that people are literally like soaking up and that's getting them through being in these isolated situations this is the thing that people are most excited about as soon as they come out of lockdown like get me to a show get me to like the movies like Mm -hmm. that is what people want that's what makes life like so delightful. I think yeah. like art brings people alive, like going to a comedy yeah. show, music, like all of these things, laughter, all of that is community and just enjoying life. I can't yeah. wait. I know, I, I know. Leah and I were gearing <laughs> up for like Basic Witches, the tour, and obviously travel mm-hmm. and touring and live comedy performances are off the table right now. And we're so yeah. eager for but that it's gonna to come be- back bigger and better because That's everyone true. will be yearning so hard for it. Oh That's yeah, true. it's so weird because Australia is so different right now to like the way the rest of the world is, which yeah, is wow. bizarre. Um, but yeah, when things opened up here, which was like our lockdown was a blip compared to like what you guys have been through. And it was still like, everybody was just sucking the life out of everything. <laughs> everything was booked out for literally like months because everyone wanted to just be out and doing things and having these experiences and yeah, like yeah. the first things that I did was like, okay, well, how can I like book my tattoo eyes? How can I like go to these shows? That's the first thing that we want to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, creativity is the life force. It is the divine feminine. Yeah. Like, what do you, what are your thoughts on that? I know you have them. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of what I talk about when I talk about like creatrix energy is that divine feminine element Mm -hmm. of just being just so in tune with your creativity as like a life force, Mm -hmm. like coming back to that, we and like obviously everybody has the feminine energy it's not a gender locked thing mm-hmm. um but yeah our ability to literally like create things and interact with our environment and have an influence on everything around us by us just existing within it mm-hmm. like that is like the sexiest thing in the world to me it's so so good I know <laughs> I agree <laughs> yeah. And I feel like with, so with this creatrix energy, for me, it's really about being so present and like within something. So it's like when I'm painting, like it is this, like seeing the colors like merge together is just mm. sex for my eyes. It's like, so hot. I, I love it. Like <laughs> merge is like, oh, it's so good. Like the joy is in the doing of the thing in like a really specific way. So it's not, there's there's no connection to, okay, but what what is this thing gonna look like and how much am I gonna sell it for? And how, like, what is this gonna project gonna lead on to? Like, fuck all of that noise. 
it is about being here now and playing with these colors and like feeling like having the breeze roll in and like wearing my underwear to paint and like yes. feeling so good in the process of it and making like everything juicy about it that it has no ties to an 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 outcome from it it has no ties to what people are going to think of it it's purely presence in the creative process and yeah. that is the dunzo of it like there's no you don't have to think about anything else art for the sake of creating i i uh, like getting re-reminded of that um and reminding people of that like taking yourself on artist dates from the artist way mm -hmm. and just creating for the sake of creating it's always such a relief to re-remember that yeah like and so much about going on art estates and making i love the idea of like making your whole life your art so making everything like the way that you live the way that you make your coffee like how can you make that like a creative process and how can you be more present in all of it that's how you make life just feel good mm -hmm. when you don't take it for granted when you take moments of like this is amazing like to be alive is fucking amazing like it's we're so lucky and being reminded of like how unfortunate so many people are is just like, just be fucking like appreciative that you mm. get the experience. For me, like I'm so appreciative that I literally get to create shit every day that I refuse to be like, oh, but like, what is this thing gonna be? And like, how is it gonna look? And what are people gonna think? Like, I refuse to do that. Like I'm having fun while I can have fun in it. Yeah. Oh, you actually make shit that you love as well, which is like the hilarious the point. Part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's difficult. It can be difficult to get to that point where you are in full freedom and you're in the process and not thinking about the process while you should be in it. Yeah. It's yeah. like a, um, an allowing, like, giving yourself permission because that permission was taken away by capitalism. Your worth was taken away and then sold back to you as materials that you don't yet own, but are told you should own. Like yeah. that is it. That is what happened to all of us here in this society. So you have to give yourself that permission because it's not coming from outside. Like it's not catered to us. Yeah. And it is a practice of like giving yourself that permission as well. And it, it's not just like, you're going to wake up one day and be like this free flowing goddess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving myself this permission. And I'm going to continue to make space for myself. And yeah, I think I feel it a lot. Like Leah said, like in the painting process of like, there is so much frustration in it. And there's so many times when I'm creating something and it does not feel fun and flowy. And I do not feel like, a creatrix by any means and I just feel like I'm not good enough like it's not working it doesn't look the fucking way it looks in my brain but mm -hmm. still going through it and still showing up for the practice and then you will literally get blips of that energy where mm. like oh my god I'm going into a flow state it feels really good like it feels really easy right now and then it might get frustrating again but knowing that you giving yourself that permission, I guess, as well, to have the frustration mm -hmm. and to know that you're not always gonna be, it's not always gonna feel easy and fun and like. Trusting yeah. the process and ultimately trusting yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we oh. know you're, you're a creatrix, but do you consider yourself a witch? I don't know. I like, I do a lot of witchy shit, but I don't think I, I don't think I deserve to take the title of which because I don't think I do have enough practices that would allow me to be like, okay, I know people who are full-blown witches who like dedicate- <laughs> Full-blown full witches. <laughs> full-blown witches. So much time and energy to it that I'm just like, oh man, I'm not on the same level as you guys. <laughs> <laughs> what is a witch to you? Mm. There's no right answer, by the way. We ask like uh, everyone. Very open-ended, yeah. yeah. Well then, I, cause I think the way I'd answer that would be someone who's like in tune with themselves and in tune with their own practice and desires. And then in that sense, yeah, I'm a fucking witch. But I don't forage for my own mushrooms. Sure. Like, <laughs> 
Is that a you can you can be a basic witch with us. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I love it. I love hearing everyone's different answers. Yeah. I love, um, I love like having words like that and like using them as identifiers as well. I think that's a really huge tool. Um, yeah. How did you come upon creatrix? I actually don't know, but like <laughs> it's tattooed on me. <laughs> like I've I, seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of words. So artist was probably the first one for me mm-hmm. that I don't have that good on me. But like having that word and like, I always, it was always like the biggest desire to me to be like, oh fuck, I just want to be an artist. Like I really want to be an artist. And going through that for years and years and be like, oh, one day maybe I'll be an artist. And then being like, dude, you can just be an artist. <laughs> you are, you <laughs> are an artist. That word and like, you're only an artist if you do the things that an artist does. Like wishing that I was an artist wasn't making me one. Like right. getting over my shit and being like, oh, okay, like I'll actually learn how to paint and I'll actually like create the projects that I want to create. And then, oh, I'm an artist. Cool. Mm-hmm. So, like, taking ownership of that word for myself is the thing that made me an artist. And I think like, I figured that out and then I got obsessed with it and got like the word goddess tattooed on me and like wanting to feel like, I want to feel like a fucking goddess every single day. I want to feel like the hottest shit. I want to feel like so powerful. So I'm going to tell myself I'm a goddess and then I am a goddess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Creatrix was like me moving into that space. Um, Actually, when I was in LA last year of like, going deep into like, what does it mean to be a creatrix? Like, what does it mean to like make every aspect of my life, my art and be so free flowing in that? Okay, this is a word that feels powerful. Let's put it on me forever. And then I am that thing. Oh. And I'm like, welcome myself into that space of being a creatrix as much as possible. Cause mm. I've said that. <laughs> yes. Like owning it. Oh, ownership. Yeah, total ownership. Huge. I have this card from my queen of the moon Oracle deck that it came up three times in a row that I consecrated the deck. And then every single time for three times that I pulled from it, I got this card create, um, the beaver full moon. Mm -hmm. And it's about creating your space in your home. And, um, the mantra is I am a creatrix. It is my birthright to create. And it's just, I always, that sticks with me. Like, especially when I see your work and see creatrix. Mm -hmm yeah my birthright to create it is Mm. all of our right to create yeah I mean like so many times yeah like the fear around it the fear of like taking up space the fear of even like valuing our own ideas enough to act on them which is huge is just being like waiting for someone else to give us permission waiting for someone to be like oh my god you're super creative like you should make this thing like probably like, don't be waiting on that. Like, we don't need to wait for that. That's not, the gate holders like are basically unemployed now. Like they have no space in this world. <laughs> yeah. And we literally, we have the resources to take up our own space if we want to take up our own space. Like mm-hmm. it's mission is ours. Mm. Yes. Ugh. I've even thought about how like quite literally the fashion industry, they want us to be as small as possible to take up the smallest Mm. space. Like same with body positivity, you know, they really just want us to barely exist, to starve ourselves, to be able to be the smallest that we can be so that we can be the quote, most attractive when really that's not because it's not healthy. Well, and the reason I mean, there's multiple, but like how we were talking about earlier, how it affects how women especially have been made to feel Mm -hmm. smaller and less than is because like, if you literally just look at the numbers of capitalism, it's like women spend the most money. So of course you would want, capitalism would want women to feel the shittiest so Mm -hmm. that they spend the most money. It's like, that is how it's set up. And then yeah. with the pink tax, they literally tax us for being women. Oh yeah, the, the fucking tampon tax. Yeah. yeah. Have you read The Beauty Myth by Naomi Wolf? No. no. Oh my god. If you want a book to make you feel angry as fuck, like oh. it's <laughs> in the no, best no, way. <laughs> but like, yeah, so she talks a lot about um kind of like the rise of like how marriage has been orchestrated for women to put them in certain ways, like how 
jobs alongside marriage, um, how, yeah, all of these, um, like the, the pink tax, but then also as women, we have like, we have to look beautiful all the time. So we also have to spend our time and money making ourselves as beautiful as possible all of the time. So like, okay, now we're even more money and time poor, but we've got like 10 other things that we have to do compared to men. So like, we're still competing on the same level, but like we're busy as fuck and you're mm-hmm. not acknowledging the Yes! yes. <laughs> we literally don't wake up like this. Like it takes yeah. a lot. <laughs> the bar is so high the and then some like average white men are just like, well, it's easy. You should just do what I do. Oh my God. And it was sold. It was sold through like modern feminism as you can have it all when really it's like, no, you can work really hard for it all and do it all. And you're doing it. It's not having it. You don't just get have it. It's like, you can fucking work for it all. Truly. Yeah. And we're still going to just compare to like, but that's not as sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Right. What'd you say, Leah? I said that's not as sexy to sell that you can work of for course. it all. Yeah. It's also, like yeah. The, that people also want the mystery as well of like nobody wants to see the the messiness of like a woman making herself beautiful. So it's like it all has to be secret. Hidden. Like you have to like buy all this stuff and have all these procedures and maintain this level, but you also have to keep it a secret from men because they won't find you attractive if they know yeah. all the stuff that you do. It's like it's cool. Totally. Just the other jumping through hoops here. Just the other day, I was thinking about how I'm so glad I can live my life without wearing makeup now if I want. Whereas before, Mm. I truly didn't feel like I could step outside without makeup. Like when at a younger age, I was so self conscious that I felt I had to wear makeup Mm. every day. How crazy is that? Isn't that so crazy? Just embedded that in your brain. Mm -hmm. To where I actually. the belief of like, okay, you're not enough just the way you exist. You need all of this stuff that we've made for you yeah. <laughs> to keep buying and then maybe you'll be enough. Like maybe. how can you then show up and like be expressive as your creative self if you've got all of that shit to work through as well? Right, right. And that, mm-hmm. that's the thing of it. Like that's the thing of how like the patriarchy keeps women behind by being like, Let's give them all of this stuff they have to be really busy with and focus on and distractive with. And then they'll be too afraid to show up because they'll be worrying about like, oh my God, do I sound too aggressive? Do they think I'm a bitch? Do I look pretty enough to be in this room? Mm. Whereas like the dudes are just getting up on stage and taking up the space. Like mm-hmm. they're not thinking of any of those things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so does Australia have like very similar issues to America? As capitalist stuff or what is that what is that like there yeah I mean it's very much like the same it's the same like capitalist sentiment runs I think America is definitely like the extremity of that like but it's still the same the same thing applies here yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Mm. it's still westernized Um, colonized yeah. I'm curious, Gabriella, what your signs are. You said you're grounded. I are you Virgo? Are you earthy? Um, yeah. So I'm a Taurus, Taurus. sun, a Vega moon and rising. Oh, yeah. all oh, earth. Bitch. Oh, yeah. you, are just, you are just living on this plane right now. Like, <laughs> whoa. Really. I'm just like, give me my plants and I will be happy. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Well, let's go, let's do a card reading. I personally, I don't have my cards today, which is really like feels weird. Um, I thought it would be full circle if I pulled from my deck, which you inspired. Um, It's my deck of hearts. You already know that. Um, So Gabriella, what would you like to ask about? Ooh, okay. Um, What would I like to ask about? Okay. what is going to make my day today the most delicious? Ooh. Mm. Yes. Let's breathe. Inhale. Let's have a delicious day. 
Mm. Oh my gosh, kind of a shocker. <laughs> I am on my own journey. Oh, nice. Oh, so no comparing. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like you'll make it, it delicious by just doing what the fuck you're doing. Yes. yes. Stay in your lane. Stay yes. in your lane. Yes. Stay in your own path. Enjoy. Be present. Mm. And be grateful for all you've done and all you're going to do. Mm. Yeah, Oh, and I'm we're so on deck as well by the way Thank like you. oh my god opening up just like squealing to myself like the hologram the colors on it it's just yeah so oh. so proud thank you, yeah, you couldn't have done so it without you <laughs> you should be so fucking proud thank of yourself you. like it's epic well where can our listeners thank you so much find. thank you uh, where can our listeners find Lizzie, your thank you for work? coming to the show, yeah. <laughs> Gabriella, <laughs> thank you so much. Um, yeah, it's been so good to chat with you guys. Um, but yeah, you can find me. I'm just at Gabriella Rosie on Instagram, which is where I mostly hang out. Um, and then GabriellaRosie.com as well. Beautiful. Yeah. And let's wrap up with gratitude, a basic blessing, something we're each grateful for today. Ooh. Ooh. I'm I'm grateful that my partner got me the book Pleasure Activism. Mhm. Oh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so grateful. Um I am grateful that I'm grateful that it's a cool day today. Mm in Queensland, which is very rare this time of the year. Yesterday it was like 40 degrees. And I almost died of like allergies. So like today I'm like, it's Monday, it's cool. I'm feeling so excited to create things. I'm like, I need a cool day for that. Nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Can't be sweating too much. Love it. (laughs) Trying to make art. (laughs) I'm grateful for so many things. It's like so hard to pick. Um, I'm grateful for art babes like you, like both of you who inspire me to just create and not judge myself and take up fucking space. Cause I'm here. Yes. Yeah. Stretching yeah. my yeah. arms out right now. Taking <sighs> all the space up. It's all yours. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Gabriella. Thanks so you. Fun. You guys are literally the best. I'm obsessed with you. Oh. <laughs> I got <gotcha>. you. <laughs> Witches,